listening to Nats Talk on the Go, the longest-running Washington Nationals podcast going today. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our supporters club, Nats Talk on the Go, Special Ops. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Drugan and Craig McHenry. Joe and Craig, let's do it. Well, hey there, Craig. We are, uh, so basically we decided to do a podcast before spring training started, and then we're doing one with like two days left in spring training. Yeah, spring training's almost over. Uh, and personally, I know I discussed this last week on our wildly successful Periscope. It was uh, really good. Thank you. Uh, not the biggest spring training fan. And this year, I don't know, I haven't been as into it. Uh, I, I don't know if it's that I've been personally very, very busy and recovering from things. Um, or it's just I'm so ready for just real things. Yeah, I, I've always been a... You know, I've always liked spring training because it, it means the season's about to start and you get excited about it. And, um, but <clears throat> it's hard for me to actually get into watching a whole game. Like when the first game was on TV, I sat and I watched the game with my sister, and it was like, okay, like three innings into it, I was like, all right, <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm it, ready for this to count. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it's really great for what it is. And as it gets towards the last part of spring. It met, you know, you get a lot more start time out of your starters and everything else. But then, I don't know, I, and then, but then at that point, I feel like I just want it to start right now. Yeah, I've gotten like, to a point over the last week, I'd say, where I'm honestly not even checking the score. Yeah, oh, I have <laughs> no idea. How are they, how is the Nationals Grapefruit League record? I have literally no are, idea. Are they going to win the Grapefruit League not trophy? Yes. You I know, know what? No idea. We should design a trophy <laughs> and and have it sent to Major League Baseball. No, to the winner, to the club that wins the Grapefruit League. The, the, the Nats Talk on the Go Grapefruit League Championship Trophy. Absolutely. I kind of love that. Presented by Special Ops. <laughs> I'm taking a note right now. Oh my god, it should be like the size of a participation trophy. <laughs> Like one of these, like ones you buy for like ten dollars. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! And we should totally send it. <gasps> I, that, that's awesome. I, I literally am making a note about this right now. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. And yep, we're we're doing this. This is the thing that's happening okay, now. Okay, good, good. Okay, great, fantastic. That's awesome. And we're gonna and we're gonna tweet at the club that wins, <laughs> and maybe, and we're gonna be like, "Did you get our present? Did you get our present?" Like every day yeah. until they tweet it. Oh my god. Yeah, let's great. totally do it. Okay, let's totally and do it. Maybe we should send one to the worst team as well that says "At least you tried." Presented by <laughs> Nets Talk on the Go. <laughs> Can you get a gift on a trophy? Uh, yeah, because there are some great <clears throat> "At least you tried" gifts. I don't. I. I can't imagine why not. Okay. All I right. Can't imagine why not. This is a thing. You heard it here. Yeah. Let's Nets do it. Nets Talk on the Go. Let's do it. That's awesome. Wow. This is. What this a great idea, Craig. What a great this, idea. This took a turn. So spring training, yeah. it's a thing that's happened. Yes. And uh, it's almost over. And I think the biggest, I mean, I don't know want to say controversy necessarily, but the biggest unknown still coming out of a long spring training is who's closing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, a long spring training, and there's been plenty of audition time for... Uh, I think we can safely narrow it down to at least 
three more likely two candidates for the closer role. And I guarantee that the, uh, the, the Dusty Baker and his staff has picked the closer. They've said they picked the closer. Then they said they had to discuss it some more. Then they said they were going to tell him over dinner. Then they said, eh, we'll tell him tomorrow. And then, you know, that was like four days ago. So you got to think they're still wondering about it. Uh, the performances have been strong from the contenders. So um, it's just a matter of whether they want to go with, um, let's say, experience, the injury risk, or the rookie. Yep. Yeah, I mean – so, well, who are you giving uh, experience and injury risk to? Experience Trinan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scarily. Yeah, that's that. I was wondering how you were doing that. If you were putting, I didn't know if you were putting experience and injury list at, under under Kelly. <laughs> uh, y- yes, as well. But uh, Kelly uh, definitely with the injury risk. I believe he's had two Tommy John surgeries in he his has, career. Yeah. So that's. Um, Red flag, if I, there ever was one. I mean, I, I think, I don't think we we are having a conversation if Sean Kelly has had one Tommy John surgery. I agree. I don't think we are even having this conversation. And on April third, if the Nationals are ahead in, you know, on opening day, he's closing. I just yeah. don't think there's a question about it. Um, but it it is legitimate to say, hey, you know, this guy has had he's his elbows blown twice. Mm-hmm. How much pressure and stress do we want to put on that elbow? I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a re, it's a reasonable thing. I think it absolutely is. And then obviously the rookie would be uh, Coda the Bear Glover, um, who has been is he the uh, bear? I guess, is he is that the, is that a thing? Coda means bear. Oh, oh, I knew that. I'm feeling very stupid now. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Coda Bear. Um, so. Yeah, I know one of the Nationals has a dog named after Coda Glover. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was in an interview. That's awesome. Um, so he's obviously the rookie, but he's been, well, I, I think lights out is the only way to put it, um, this spring. So he's definitely put himself in the picture uh, for being essentially a rookie. I know he had some experience last year, and it wasn't great, but... He's definitely had a, a really solid spring uh, to open some eyes. Yeah, and good for him. I mean, to be able to um, put a spring together like that after, you know, when he came up in 2016 and, and Glover, at the beginning, I was like, ooh, this is interesting. And then, you know, he he got hurt apparently. But, you know, I know I thought this, and I think I'm probably not alone. I just thought, well, Major League hitters figured the guy who went from single A to the majors in one season out, shocker. You know, like, uh, I, I kind of expected that to happen, and it did, but it turns out he was hurt. So, And then him, he's been doing very well in the spring. That said, he's been pitching late in games in the spring. The time that he came in earlier to face a Major League talent, he struggled, um, which I think is worth worthy of note. Um, I... Uh, do we want to be in the prediction business? Or are we are we gonna are, are, are we gonna go full on Pod Save America no, here? Absolutely in the prediction business. Okay, because I feel like we do sports. I feel like we don't have a choice. No, we're absolutely <laughs> in the prediction business, and then we have to eat them all. Oh, and and we do. Yes, um, we do. So, do you want to make a prediction, or do you have other thoughts on the on the on on, on Kelly and Trinan? It's going to be Coda. Yeah, it's going to be Coda Glover. Um, I 
don't think there's going to be much uh, hesitation. I think uh, Trinan is your second choice, and I believe, based on the comments of the last couple of days with Dusty Baker saying durability is a big factor, uh, that rules out uh, Sean Kelly solely because they do not really want him throwing two and three days in a row often, and you can't really have a permanent closer, and that's the case. Yep. So uh, um, that's uh, how I'd rank them. And Dusty likely. said flat out that he's not going to do um, not not doing not going to close by committee. So you know, like the idea that maybe it would be Kelly sixty percent of the time and somebody else forty percent of the time is out. Yeah. So, so what you, do you, think? you said Coda first, and then and then Trine and then Kelly. Is, was that well, your I said, order? Yep. Yep. I said uh, Coda and then Trine and then Kelly. Yes. Yeah. So. I think there's a pretty good chance it's going to be Coda. I think it's a huge mistake. Huge, huge, huge gargantuan mistake. Um, I think that he has shown a lot of flashes of, of success and uh, some flashes of he's very, very young and went from single A to the major league level in like three months last year. Um, I think that given the time, he's, he seems to have the stuff and the quote-unquote makeup to do the role. Yeah, and he's healthy. Um, and and he's healthy now, which he wasn't last year, which, uh, you know, is a huge factor. I think it should be Blake Trinan. Um, okay. I, I think Do that, you think it will be? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say I think it's Blake Trinan. Um, wow, j- just, look at that. We disagree. Yeah, I got to go for it a little bit. I think that, I mean, if I'm actually putting money on it, I'm going to say it's Coda Glover, but... Um, I think there's a good chance that Blake Trinan gets the job. I don't, I don't think Sean Kelly gets the job. Um, I think that but Dusty's brought up enough concerns about, about Kelly's durability that even though I think he has the best stuff of the three of them and would be the best at the job when he's doing it, the durability is as, as a concern, and I get why. But I think that it should be like Blake Trinan. He has experience doing the job. He, Blake Trinan in 2016 was incredible and um he he proved that he got better against lefties his sinker is is extremely good uh he's been nails during spring training uh i think it would be a mistake to put i I think it would be a mistake to put all your eggs in coda's basket now i think you make coda your seventh inning guy or you make him your triple a closer and you see when you get your injury or you see when you get the lead, get, get the need for late inning relief and you go from there. It's not like the Nationals are particularly deep in the bullpen, obviously. So they, right. don't, have, they don't have a huge amount there. But I would, So you would send down one of their top three most effective relievers to AAA to just keep him ready? I would consider, like I said, either I would either put Coda in the seventh inning or consider setting him down to AAA to close. Yeah, and the problem is you've got an old school manager like Dusty Baker who won't use a, kind of a fireman, Andrew Miller type. Uh, Correct. Who will go more than one inning. Uh, obviously, I know you and I both hope differently. Yeah. But and, well, don't think that's, yeah. Especially after seeing the way it went during the World Series, I mean, it was so amazing <laughs> to, yeah. to see to see guys, you know, seeing uh, Chapman and Miller and those guys all going, you know, doing the long man stuff. Like even Fred- Kenley Jansen, 
you well, know, well, in the DS ex- and... Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and when you yeah. look at that, you think... You look at those managers, and you've got Dave Roberts, who who has done a really good job of being. Who I believe the won the NL Manager of the Year. If he didn't, he was an inc- incredibly strong candidate for it. Joe Madden, which obviously Joe Madden's always been at the forefront of the game, and Terry Francona too. So mm-hmm. you know, I think those that's where you're looking, and I think we're going to see a lot of that throughout Major League Baseball in 2017. But I don't think we're going to see it in DC. So unfortunately, yes, I would agree with that. Um, so I just don't think that you can risk uh, sending one of your best relievers down when the bullpen's already not so deep. I get uh, it. And I don't, I don't think there's any way Coda isn't with the club. I, I think you're probably right on that. I don't think you can tell him after the spring he's had that he's not going to go north. When he was at the major the, league level throughout the end of last year to then go, hey, right. never mind. I mean, <laughs> no. I understand the sentiment that you want him in those positions, but he's going to be in some high leverage positions possibly in the seventh or eighth innings as it is, you yep. know? Yeah, you're he, right. He could be in higher leverage situations than Trinan if he is, if Trinan is the closer. Which so. is why I would, I think I'd like to see, to see Coda seventh, uh, Sean Kelly eighth and Blake Trinan ninth. That, yeah. That's what I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a chance that we see it. Yeah. I think. That so yeah, it's a, uh, that's, that's where we see the closer situation. Um, that's one of the few battles that's still, I guess, left out there. Right. In spring, um, another one was kind of decided today, though I think it has been written in the stars a million miles away. Well done. Uh, thank you. Uh, for a, a little bit now, uh, Clint Robinson was placed on waivers. Uh, he has, I believe it was 72 hours to decide whether he wanted to accept an yeah. assignment to AAA Syracuse or be granted his release. And I believe that's only due to the fact that he's got so much minor league service time uh, that he is given that choice. Is that right? I did not know that. I want to say that's the reason. Uh, obviously, if someone uh, listening out there can correct me if I'm wrong, but usually, you know, it would not be the case. Uh, it also could be. Well, he's got uh, very little major league service time, so. He's got little service time, but I, I think they're also, uh, I mean, they're taking him off the 40 man. Ah, right. So, right. Um, that's part of it as well. Right. Uh, obviously they're trying to clear room, uh, because there's possibility of one of the non roster invitees, uh, Worley Guthrie or Turner, uh, being in the bullpen. So they would need a 40 man roster spot. And if Clint Robinson isn't going to be coming North with the nationals, with the big club, then they gotta clear why would spot. you? Yeah. You got to clear a spot. You got to <clears throat> you know have someone that's you know you need something there. So, Clint Robinson, thirty year old, you know backup first baseman when you've already got Adam Lind. I mean, yeah, Adam Lind. There's your answer. You know, it, Adam Lind up until you know last year has had an incredibly good career. Um, so I, um, I'm excited to see Lind in the role, to be totally honest with you. He had a really rough 2016, but other than that, he's been not only a capable backup, but a capable starter. I mean, he's yeah, had a, he, Adam Lynn's had a good career. Yeah, and I, I know there are a lot of people out there that really like Clint Robinson, and I think he's a, I do too. a, a cool dude, <laughs> yeah. but we're looking at a guy outside of his one extra base hit in the playoffs, which drove me up the absolute wall. Yeah. Um, he yes, didn't, that was awful. He, he didn't have a single extra base hit after the All-Star break. Right. 
uh, and this was supposed to be, you know, a big time off the bench guy. And if one of your big, you know, replacements for first base can't do that, and one of your big bench role players can't even do that, uh, that's a problem. So, yeah, uh, I mean, and on the flip side, with Adam Lind in the since 2013. The only below average offensive season Lind has had was last year, and that right. was just barely below average. He was it was he had a 92 weighted runs created plus, so like yeah. he was just below average, and yeah. and he'll be a backup. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a lot to like about about having Lind on your bench to back up Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah, and once again, we're looking at uh, and I guess veteran worth technically. Yeah, veteran veteran player with. A, a long career of major league baseball playing time backing up as opposed to um, minor league player. Adam Lind is a, is a very Chad Tracy type. Yeah, there you go. He's a, he's a very similar kind of that guy. Like started for a while for some bad teams, like Tracy starting for the bad Marlins and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But when you get them in a, in a role where you could pay him a million or two bucks and have them sit the bench most of the time, it's not so bad. Yeah, uh, you need players like this uh, for a good team. If you look back at the Nationals' division-winning clubs, they all had, you know, your older veteran, like you said, Chad Tracy. I am struggling to name others, but, you know, wrong pipe guy. <laughs> Kevin Franson. Yeah, those kind of those yeah, kind of guys. you're right. They, they're, they're all there, you know. Yeah. And uh, Adam Lynn's that kind of guy. You know, clubhouse, yeah. respected leader. Well, I mean, uh, even with with the Nats in 16, Heisey and Drew, you know, those mm-hmm. those guys that one-time starters who are no longer starters but are very efficient at a, you know, a 60 games a year situation. Yep. So uh, I, think it, I think it's the right decision, and obviously I hope uh, Clint Robinson stays within the organization because I think he's a good depth piece to have. But I think uh, – his time was pretty much numbered as soon as uh, Adam Lynn was signed. Um, it, it, it's, but on the flip side, though, it's pretty hard to imagine at some point during the 2017 season to not have a team that's going to, I mean, even now, going to want him as a 25th man on a roster. I would hope so I for mean, his sake, but I mean, I obviously don't want him to leave. DC. Yeah, no, I, I don't want him to either, but I think that there's a good chance he's going to get, get a Tyler Moore st- type spot somewhere. Yeah. So. so yeah, it's a it, that was a, one of the few decisions left. Obviously, there's a still little bullpen stuff here and there. Uh, I think Jeremy Guthrie has a good shot. Yeah, uh, especially based on his performance uh, down the stretch. Uh, I think uh, what is it? Is it Jacob Turner? Jacob Turner. Yeah. I don't think he really stands too much of a shot. I don't, I don't think, think so War. I don't think Warley has done enough to separate himself. I think if there's going to be a non-roster. Uh, invitee guy, which it looks like there is based on the Robinson news. It's going to be Jeremy Guthrie is going to be your long man. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a he's a rubber arm situation. So right, I, I think there's something to having that. Yeah. Um, so, and what one more pitching note? You you talked about it a little bit last week, but I I, I, I need to mention it. I'm so unreasonably excited about John Lennon being back. Yes, I'm yes. so so excited about it. I. It's a good, it's a good guy move, for the by the team. Like it's just it's being a good guy to to a, a former player of yours. And anytime you could have a guy that tries to reinvent himself to revol- revive his career, like you know you have the guys like Tim Wakefield becoming a knuckleballer, and 
you know, all that kind of stuff. Maybe Landon's got something. If he, reports are he could throw about as fast as he did overhand sidearm. So maybe he's got something. You know, maybe he's got something in uh, in some in some loogie relief, some some Ollie Perez style stuff. Who knows? Yeah, and it and it could be just you know a quirk. You know, yeah. Sometimes a little deception helps. Oh, I mean that's Oliver Perez doesn't get by on good stuff. Yeah, anymore. <laughs> it's it's the, no. Oh, at one point he was great, but I mean yeah. now it's all deception. Uh-huh. You know, that's the whole that's the whole thing. He he has like three different arm angles that he comes from. Did did, did I just see John Fang on my television? Did you? I'm pretty sure I just saw John mm-hmm. Fang on my television. No kidding. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to get a report on that. Yep, I'm gonna uh, have to. So a couple of other quick from the last month notes. Um, Derek Norris signing with Wilson Ramos in Tampa Bay, which is, you know, good for him. Still think that's a, just a massive mistake (laughs) with, with Matt Weider's injury history. But nonetheless, I get why it needs to happen. You want to do right by the team and by the player. So I get it. But um, I would have loved to see Norris backing up Weider's because I have a feeling that we're going to be needing a second catcher on the team at some point this year. And, you're going to be relying on on uh, on Pedro Severino whether he's ready or not, because you're certainly not going to rely on Lobatone for that. Yep, uh, I kind of forgot about Lobatone last yeah. week. I'm, I I get that feeling. Yeah, I get, I get that feeling. But um, that's not my fault because it's Jose Lobatone, and he's good in the dugout because he wears funny Gatorade cups. Yes, which is awesome, and he's great. Uh, but. Um, I really, if he's your starter, there's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there was a re- there's a reason that when, you know, Severino had to come up at, at last year that he got the bulk of the starts. I mean, right. as a 23-year-old rookie catcher. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a reason for that. Yeah. So uh, I, I agreed, obviously, with what you're saying. I, don't, I didn't see the need for uh, the Nationals to get rid of him. Obviously, I'm happy that he's down in uh, Tampa. Right. Uh, reunited with El Buffalo. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is really cool. Uh, they're going to be doing some stuff down there. And Buffalo, I think, mostly in a, in a DH role. But um, I think that's going to pretty much be Ramos's gig, at least until his knees get totally right, which I think won't happen until, like, the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, I think you're going to see Norris getting almost all the starts in 2017 down in Tampa. But you'll be seeing Buffalo or- getting a lot of hits. Definitely rooting for Derek Norris. Uh, didn't see why he shouldn't be there. Uh, obviously, when you look into the numbers, like I said last week, uh, Weeder's definitely much better offensive numbers um, than Norris. So in that sense, it makes some sense. But monetarily uh, and backup-wise, just didn't see it. Didn't yeah. make sense at all. Uh, right. So, right. Yeah. What's an extra three million dollars right there? Right. I mean, you're already you already had to pay him whatever the six hundred thousand to get him to leave. So it's another just over three million to keep him. I don't know. I don't know why you don't do that. You know, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me. No sense. To I me mean, and when you look at it, your backup. I mean, how much is uh, Lobatone or uh, Severino going to be making as the backup? You know. Oh yeah, that's exactly. Major, that's major league minimum. Exactly. At, at the very least. At the very least, Lobatone makes more than five, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's five hundred thousand at the very least. So you're that's the salary you're looking at. Yep. So it's it just compounds, and I, I, hopefully it doesn't turn into an issue. And hopefully Matt Weeders has a successful season. But 
uh, would have liked to have that extra insurance of having Derek Norris there and having that bat off the bench and having him in the lineup two days a week. You yep. know, no and doubt. Having maybe him spelling at first base or something like that if need be. Yep. Uh, I completely so agree I, with that. Uh, just an interesting decision all around. Um, so uh, another, anyway. another one of those situations where uh, money, trying to save a little bit of money where you probably didn't need to. You know, and, yeah. and it's a, and it really is a little bit of money. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I've got like five million just sitting right here, like next to the dog. Well, I mean, I mean it's, it's propping up your it's, computer. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm like just... Scrooge McDuck over here. <laughs> um, and I think the the last real notes that I had about the spring were um, Scherzer being ready and Strasburg starting on opening day. Yeah. Uh, last week there was some. More positivity regarding Max Scherzer, who is recovering from, I believe it was a ring finger, knuckle, stressed hairline fracture. Right. Uh, he was bracing it a little bit with his fastball with his middle finger. Uh, he has since stopped using the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, and he's pumping 95, 96, 97. Uh, and he is going to be back for the third game of the season. So that is uh, quite getting ready quite quickly. It's pretty remarkable awesome. news. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a little worried about it. So it's pretty remarkable news to have Scherzer. Again, opening, actually starting on opening day is ceremonial, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's who gets the ceremony of starting opening day. And Steven Strasburg being that guy, he's done it a few times before. It is very appropriate for him. He is very capable of it. Um, from, he would be starting on opening day on probably 26 or 27 teams <laughs> if it wasn't for Max Scherzer. Um, yeah. So uh, I think it's it's very appropriate that he's there as well. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be nice, especially yeah. since it's at home. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be, it will be good. Yes. Any other, any other notes on that day or are you going to move on? No, let's move on. All right. Um, so you want to talk about special ops? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Do the thing. Just real quick, uh, we're going to talk a lot about Special Ops, our wonderful supporters club, uh, supporters group, next week. Um, but I just wanted to say real quick, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, head to our website, com slash special ops. And those of you who are already members, God bless you. Thank you so much. You guys are the best people in the universe. Uh, we obviously cannot thank you near enough for all that you do for us and support for us and everything. Um, we sent you an email in the last 24, 48 hours, depending on when you're listening to this. Please check it. Make sure everything's okay. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. Uh, other than that, uh, next week you'll be hearing from us a lot more about uh, Special Ops Supporters Club and a little bit more of what we have in store for uh, the 2017 season and what you can look forward to. So. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. And Craig really isn't overselling it. Like people who are who are special ops members are literally the only reason we can do this show the way that we do it. I mean, we it's it's the only reason. So we really appreciate the opportunity to do it, and it's a lot of fun. So all made possible by our special ops members. Um, yeah, and your uh, special ops members, uh, we obviously will thank you individually later. Uh, on the show as we thank everyone who donates anything to our show. Um, 
and you will get information about the 2017 shirt design, which will be a new shirt design. It is a new shirt every year. Yes, so, new shirt. In every, case there was any, year, yep. in case there was any confusion, we have a new design. It's awesome because our designs are is amazing and really good at things. Yes, so. he is. He absolutely is. Yes. Um. So, let's talk a little bit about um the spring training site of the Washington Nationals. Since we're coming to the end of the season, we won't probably won't talk about the site again until next year. Um, we got some. We got a. We got an email. A, a few emails actually, and, and a lot of interesting thoughts about the ballpark com- compared with Vera in our in our pre-spring training episode that we did. You know, we talked. You know, pretty disparagingly about Vera. I would say, is that you, is that fair? Do you think? I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, we, we we disparaging. Uh, I don't know. I um, I think it might have been taken that way, but I don't know if we necessarily meant it as really disparaging. But we it was it wasn't all sunshine and roses for sure. No, it was more like we put up with it, and it was kind of it was kind of like we talked about Vieira the way we talked about RFK. Right. Right. Exactly Fair. the same. Yep. Like it was a dump, but it was our dump. <laughs> right. And we kind of loved it. Yep. The, there were good things about it and bad things. The accessibility at RFK was amazing to be able to actually get to the stadium and get out. Um, but, you know, actually watching the game there, not so great. And then Vieira, you know, quaint little area, nice accessibility uh, to the grounds and everything. Parking was great. Uh, Vieira itself was something. Yep. So <laughs> That was it. Just yep, that's, some, yep, something. something. Trailing off. Yep. <laughs> um, and so, and, you know, the VR facilities were older and left a lot to be desired for the players. It was one of the things that Jason Worth brought up when he signed with the team. Yeah, and I mean, if you, uh, I know I mentioned this on our Periscope last week, uh, which if you haven't listened to, you should go back and listen to. Um, Vieira was part of the deal when Major League Baseball took over the Expos franchise. Right. Uh, it, the Marlins were in Vieira, right? The, that's who, the, all that the was, seats. All the seats were teal. The, the Nats' first year, they, they were teal. They were they teal. Were, yeah, like the Marlins original, original Florida Marlins teal color. So uh, it was old by that. You know, it was a little bit dated then, and you know, same deal as RFK. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still kind of a pig. You know. At the yep. end of the day. Absolutely. Um, so we got a great email, a set of a couple emails from a listener named Al. We're just going to leave it at Al to protect your anonymity. Um, sent us a long uh, message, a couple messages about uh, his experience in Vieira and how much he really enjoyed it. Uh, and then, and then um, uh, his uh, displeasure? Yeah. Uh, about... Uh, the experience in uh, West Palm Beach uh, and how the access was limited and uh, all of that. And uh, Joe, why don't you talk a little bit about what he said? Yeah, so he uh, Craig kind of hit it on the head. He basically talked about how the uh, you know he he really didn't like the access. It really it, it felt kind of just more of a, a sterile type of atmosphere and. Quite honestly, I think when Craig and I were talking about about it, we were just kind of like, well, you know, people don't like change. And so when you don't like change that you go, well, I'm not you don't put too much stock into it and think, well, pe- you know, people get used to it. But uh, 
Scott of uh, Let Teddy Win, we got to Craig and I got to see last week when we got to go to the, uh, the 2017 uh, Nats Clubhouse Social, which we should mention at some point. Indeed, that's why I was bringing it up. Nice. Um, and uh, Scott was saying a lot of the same things. Where you know you get there, you know he said you know there's no doubt that it's that the park is pretty and it's more modern and you know all that and it's great that it's in West Palm Beach because there's stuff for for everybody to do even if you don't like baseball so much or or even just after the games end you're not just going down to the World of Beer or the or the Panera down in Vieira you know there's something else to or going to Melbourne just to find a, a reasonable hotel. Um, you know, so there are a lot of good things about it, but the accessibility and the sight lines apparently are real problems at at, at uh, um, the 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 ballpark of the Palm Beaches uh, from Scott's perspective as well. So we've heard it from multiple people. So I, I'm sure it's a it's a nice nice facility, especially for the players, which is important. But uh, maybe maybe uh, something got lost in translation as far as what what the point of spring training is, which is you know accessibility and the ability to. Uh, be among the players when you're there and not keep everything at, at, uh, at arm's length. Yeah. So, uh, great, uh, set of emails from Al and, uh, uh, those of you that have been to spring training in West Palm, let us know if you had a similar experience, uh, trying to meet players, go on backfields, anything like that. If you had, uh, any sort of difficulties whatsoever, uh, let us know. Cause we'd love to hear it and pass, uh, pass it along to, uh, the listeners and see if they've had, uh, similar experiences. And obviously, uh, I'm sure the nationals would like to hear about that as well. So, yeah, no kidding. Uh, no kidding. So obviously if you want to email us, you can email us at podcast at Nats talk on the com. And feel free to do that. We, we, we love to hear from you. We, we really appreciate getting the note from, uh, Al and a bunch of people who email us. It's great. But, uh, this was particularly pertinent to one of the things we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to hit two, one more logistical thing and then bring up my surprise thing. Do you have anything else before we get to questions? Uh, do we want to hit last week at the clubhouse? Yeah, why don't you, why don't you dig that, do that now? Okay. Uh, so last week, Joe and I were invited to Nets Park. We had no idea why. We had no idea what was going on. Um, we Something happened, and it was cool. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and we just got an invitation for some type of dinner uh, at, in the clubhouse. And so we go and uh, we ended up mingling with uh, some Nats fans over time and uh, had a really nice five course dinner. Um, the food was very great good. food. <laughs> the, food the food was, was very, very good. good. Uh, f- five course beer dinner. Uh, they announced a partnership with Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, uh, an exclusive uh, collaboration between nationals, the nationals and devil's backbone. That's going to be available, uh, called earned run ale. And we were actually given t-shirts, uh, to commemorate this new beer. And we actually have an extra one that we've yet to figure out how we're going to raffle off or give away, but we've got an extra one and we're going to raffle it off or give it away. Yeah. So (laughs) So here's what I was thinking. And this is just completely off the top of my head right here as we're sitting on the podcast. And you can tell right now that I'm vamping because I'm saying the same thing. So we're sitting at 837 followers as I speak to you right now. If we hit 1,000 by opening day in six days from now, we'll give it away to one of our followers. I like it. Okay. I like it. That's good. Challenge extended. Well done. I will post a picture of said T-shirt tomorrow. 
Uh, it is a men's large. It's earned run ale. It's really cool. It's really neat. It, it, so I, the design is neat. I will. I will say, it's a great shirt. And, uh, and, and quite honestly, beer also pretty tasty. It is. It, it actually is very tasty. Yeah, I was I, I really pleasantly liked it. surprised. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we want to give the shirt away to one of our listeners uh, as a thank you. So help us get to a thousand followers by opening day. We're a hundred and sixty three away, and I know we've got the clout. Looking at you, Beard. We've got the people to do it. We've got the people that can help us get there by Monday at 1.35? I think 1.05. Damn it! I I actually don't know, I'm guessing. Okay, anyway. So, uh, if you're done with that plan, I think we should do it. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Let's do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. uh, There we go. It is is 1.05. 1.05. On Monday. I was trying to figure it out in my head. Well, you, okay. you, you did close. I did super close. Did close. Uh, so two more things, and then we'll have Craig start doing questions. And if you'll damn notice, it. this is the second time that I've said that. Ah, I'm, damn it. I'm making it happen. Um, so well, I, I'll read these things off while Craig gets the, the questions together. Um, the first one is we will be posting uh, on thenatsblog.com uh, this week. Andrew, our, our managing editor, will be posting... Uh, our 2017 uh, writers outreach uh, request. So if you have any interest in writing about baseball, whether you're, you you want to do some commentary or maybe some analysis, or maybe you want to do some more of the uh, the news recappy type of stuff about the things that have happened uh, in fun stuff that's happened uh, during the, the week in the season for the nationals, uh, reach out to us. So ch- keep your eyes peeled on the natsblog.com. <clears throat> if you're interested in writing and, uh, You'll get some instructions there on how to move forward. So that that will be coming this week to get ready into the season. And then the other thing was, um, I'm really excited about this. So Craig um, yesterday said, hey, you should listen to this podcast. Yes. It's the Ringer MLB show. And um, they were talking about MLB 17, the show, um, which I purchased and have not yet played because it did not download even though it was supposed to so i am going to start playing as soon as the show's done but basically the uh creator of the game said that his sleeper pick for dynasty pick for the dynasty mode on the game is trey turner yeah which is pretty neat he's and he just talked about how you know because of trey's unique capability of good defense and speed and ability to hit and even show a little bit of power uh, he's a good sleeper pick and good for growth in dynasty leagues. And I think that's a, that's apt for Trey Turner. I, I, I've said that before. I think that we're in for a pretty interesting year with Trey Turner. And I think we could see something, uh, kind of special from him. He's that he is a player that is capable of being, of putting up a really special type of season. Well, I mean, Jason Worth called him his MVP pick for the year. Did he really? I missed that. Yep. That's yep. awesome. It, <clears throat> the thing that's crazy about that is, like, I don't, I don't know that it would surprise me. Yeah. I mean, I think he has the capability of being that good. Yeah. I really do think he can. Uh, it'll, it, time will tell if, he, uh, if it pans out, but uh, I was pretty excited about that, uh, that sleeper pick for yeah. Trey Turner. Yeah, that's awesome. That's all I got. I like it. You ready to get into it? I'm ready to do it when you is. Okay, so one of the things hopefully you've noticed in the last month or so of Nat's Talk on the Go on Twitter, uh, we're trying to be a little bit more topical, 
um, there have been a lot of, uh, what do the kids call them? Maymays. Uh, <laughs> nice. Going around, uh, the Duke kid, uh, the, we had that great, uh, God, the ACA Obamacare one. Yeah, that was fun. good. Um, so trying to be a little bit more topical in our humor, taking advantage of the situations. Uh, so we had a good one, uh, the other day, uh, obviously that sounds ridiculous saying we had a good one. Uh, I thought it was enjoyable. Um, quote this tweet with something about baseball that is cool and or not cool. And we got some awesome responses, Joe. I don't know if you saw any of these. I, I literally didn't. This is new to me. I've been very bad at Twitter for the last week or two. Wow, Joe. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read off some of these just because uh, it kind of goes into uh, – we did a little question of the week stuff last year. Um, but now we're going to do a little bit more uh, fun times like this. Um, uh, quote this tweet with something that is about baseball that is cool or uncool. And here are some of the responses. Susan Vavrick. Uh, edit Susan on Twitter, one of our wonderful special ops members. There's always the potential to see something you've never seen before. So that's cool. Yep. Uh, the beard, home runs are cool, obviously. Uh, Smack Henry, uh, cool, great defense, not cool, not paying minor league players a living wage. Very not cool, Sean. Very um, not cool. Uh, and I would say uh, I believe we've had uh, a Pied Piper sighting right now because my phone is kind of blowing up. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, lady with two dogs, uh, special ops member. Uh, spring training, regular season, postseason are cool. Off season, not cool. Indeed. Hard to argue. Uh, Jordan, J-Wit, NC, base hits are cool. Um, Seth, uh, O2 hits, not cool. Kevin Marku, cool. The crack of the bat against the ball, not cool. The unwritten rules and its enforcers. Uh, this might be Absolutely. my favorite answer so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's good. That's uh, good. Ben Tarnacki, Game 7s. Um, Very cool. M.G. Tilford, Hunter Pence is cool, but his above-the-knee Shakespearean <laughs> baseball pants are grotesquely uncool. <laughs> that's good. That is good. Although I, I do love the high socks. I like the high socks, but gangly. There's, but, a, there's and, a limit. And using Shakespearean and grotesquely in the same tweet. That's what got that's, me laughing. Yep, that's, that's spectacular. Good. Walks are not cool from Mrs. Tidingstobe. Um, Ryan Taylor, a line drive over the shortstop's head for a triple. I think that's pretty cool. Yep. At Bacon Flavoring. <laughs> that's good. That's <laughs> Knew you'd like this. That's good. Uh, said, Pickoffs are extremely boring, but when a pitcher on your team unsuccessfully picks someone off, it is unbelievably awesome. It is awesome when they do I'll that. agree. Uh, Joseph Sieb says unwritten rule equals not cool. We got two not cools for the unwritten rules. Uh, Jude Mack, special ops member. Uh, occasionally, players will show you skills, talent that surprises them as well as you. Uh, Zim's dance moves at home plate. <laughs> yeah, that Absolutely. Was cool. Kit medium, cool, a perfect throw from the outfield to nail the runner at home. Also known as the Rick Ankeel. Uh Dean J6, strike outs are sexy. Yeah, good. Hard to argue. Way to, way to make the case happen. Uh, Michelle, special ops member, uh, cool. Max, stalking the mound, not cool. The DH. <clears throat> uh, Mac Mom, uh, may, uh, may be my mother. Uh, cool players like Max playing catch with a kid, not cool, ump shows. Agreed. 
Gotta agree with that one. Uh, Dwayne Stewart, stealing bases when you know they're running. Specifically, Dave Roberts versus Posada in 2004 ALCS. Very cool moment. That's really cool, or yeah. Or any time Trey Turner gets a base hit now. Yeah, that, I, both of those things are true. That's a, that's a very good, cool moment, Dwayne. Uh, and last one from Nat's Rallycat. Not cool. Trying to shorten the game. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, there's been some things like uh, going around like that. I know the one this was uh, that uh, I tweeted in response to to make this tweet was um, something that was like uh, baseball player birthday. Who's the best baseball player on your birthday? Something like that. And I was like, hmm, let's do this instead. Yeah, so, I like I like what you did. That's good. Good response. So so yeah, we're uh, we're gonna do some more stuff like that where we can. Uh, Get a little bit more engagement, and we're, we always love when you guys share with us. And uh, when you guys share, uh, it gets other people to share and kind of expands things for us, and we really appreciate that. So uh, we just want to grow our happy family as crazy and large as we can make it. Okay. Uh, ready to do some questions? I am. Okay. Jude Max, who will throw out the first pitch on opening day? Yeah. Well, we know who <laughs> we know who it won't be. We know who it will not be now, we, thanks to a scheduling conflict. Yes, we due to a scheduling conflict, the president will be unable to throw out the first pitch at Nationals Park, which you know, that's a thing. Um, it is a it is a thing. Um, we try to stay uh, apolitical on this podcast. Yeah, anybody that knows us knows that we are anything but apolitical. It's hard because if you follow at Craig Mack on Twitter, politics are very much a part of my hashtag brand. Yeah. Um, and it's become but, part of mine as well. Yes, uh, but on the podcast, we kind of try and keep things there. Uh, I will say this. Um, the, it, it, it sounds like the invitation was extended but was uh, turned down. Um, I think that was the right decision from all parties. Yep. Um, I think – uh, from the learner's point of view, extending the invitation uh, makes sense for what they were saying with respecting the tradition of yeah. presidents throwing out the first pitch. Um, George W. Bush did it. Barack Obama did it. Um, I understand what they're saying. Uh, and the fact that it's been done by the previous two sitting presidents – since the Nationals had been in D.C., it would have been a political statement had they not extended an invitation. Um, That's a good call. So uh, I think in the honor of the tradition, which they have established, that it was the right thing for them to do based on the uh, precedent they have established. Um, and I think it was also the right thing to do. Uh, for the White House to decline the invitation due to a scheduling conflict because I don't think it would have been right. Uh, I, I just think the it would have overshadowed many, many things and would have been too much of a talking point for everyone. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, I think that you're, you're really right as much as I, I think there'll be people that we know and are close with that will disagree with this, but I, I do think that you are correct that the learners have set a precedent now that, you know, they, they wanted this, no matter who's in that office, they set the precedent to say, we're going to, we think it's important that we off, off extend this offer to the president, you know? And I think there's something to that. Um, and then, 
uh, I think it's probably also wise for a lot of reasons for for the for the for the White House and for um, the fans in in and around D.C. who, um, by and large, did not vote for the president. Yeah, I mean, he got four point one percent of the vote in the District of Columbia, and I, so. I would imagine the number in the near and suburbs are not too much better than that. Right. So you know, I think that you're. That for both parties, it made sense to decline that offer, and I, I, right. I'm I'm glad that it it was a one day story and not a seven day story. It was a half day story. Yeah, exactly. I'm really I'm really glad about that because, and this is what I tweeted about that whole thing. I I just want to go and watch baseball. That's yeah. what I don't want to have that conversation. I don't. I think it's an important conversation to have every day, if, if on on any side, but. On opening day, that's that's my day. <laughs> I just yes. wanted I wanted w- watch baseball and talk about baseball and hang out with baseball people. That's what I want to do on opening day. I don't want this other piece associated with it. So I'm glad from all sides. Yes. Um, so very good. Uh, that dodges that question. Uh, back to Jude's question: Who will throw out the first pitch on opening day? <sighs> I don't even. I mean, I have no it's- idea. I would guess it will be some type of uh, wounded warrior, um, some type of DC-based something like that. I think that would be a great gesture. I think that's what it should be, and I will I will stick with it because I don't have any other sort of creative answer. There we go. Uh, will Michael A. Taylor be on the roster? Um, well, I think probably yes. Right? I think. I mean, I think we're looking at. They were talking, it was basically going to be Lind, Robinson, Taylor, Goodwin was, I, I think Goodwin was already sent down, which I think became, yes. which which became the, okay, it's going to be Michael Taylor. Oh, uh, I know there's still talk of an eight-man pen. Yeah, I, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. It's not going to happen. Dusty Baker will not do that. He does not want <laughs> so, to he, do, he does not want to do that, so uh, it's going to be Taylor, I think. Yeah, I, I think Taylor will be. Still there. think it should have been uh, Goodwin, but nonetheless. Um... How many homers will Bryce and Trey have this year individually? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say Bryce is going to have 38. Okay. I think Trey will have uh, 21. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say Bryce 43. Okay. I'm going to say. Somebody write this down, by the way. Yeah. uh, Keep us on that. Keep us honest, please. this is once again from Jude. So Jude, it's it's on you to remember this. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, I think Trey will have eighteen. Okay. Okay. What food I- item is sorely missing from Nats Park? This is from John Fang. Mm, good question. I, I got to be honest. I think the Nationals do an incredibly good job with food. Yes, um, I agree. I, 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 I don't have a big item today. What's that? They added a like a, a tater tot stand. Ooh, well then there's no. Oh yes, see you tater. So good. Uh, oh, is that the name? Is of it? The name of the stand is called See You Tater. God, that's fantastic. I know that's really good. Carpenter deserves that. Somewhere uh, Ryan Dean is smiling. <laughs> uh, I I don't have any real need. I think the Nationals do a really good job with ballpark food. I really do. Uh, I would like a corn dog every now and then, and oh. I would like hard times chili back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a given, I guess. But yeah, I, I I didn't even think about that. They don't have corn dogs there. I would like a corn dog yeah, because be I love a state fair corn dog every now and then. Yeah, and by one, not I mean like? like three of them when I've had a couple drinks. And that's okay. 
Nat's corn dog. It's good. Uh, these next few questions are from Steve Golden, Nat's bankruptcy. What are your thoughts on Clint's being placed on waivers? Already discussed. First person called up from the minors. Um, Brian Goodwin. Okay. What Interesting. About you? What about you? I think it's going to be insert reliever here. Yeah, I mean that's that's always the the, the house money answer, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure who that's going to be. Well, that's that's the thing, you know. If it's yeah. if if Coda for some reason does get sent down, it's going to be him probably, but I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. So. Um, uh, Josh Short, which is a great handle at Short on Beer. Um, nice. Where will Eaton be in the batting order? Uh, too low. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I. Th- I think he should be second. I think there's a better chance that he'll be fifth, maybe sixth. I agree that he should be second, but he will not be. Yeah. I mean, he during during the spring, there are a few times that, that Dusty's had Eaton hitting seventh and eighth. Yeah, I disagree with that greatly. That is not – if you're going to do anything like that, hit your pitcher eighth, just, just do the thing. Hit your pitcher eighth, hit Eaton ninth. Yeah. Um, and then the yeah. second part of that question was, is Turner the everyday leadoff man? Yes. No doubt. Yeah. No uh, doubt. Next few questions are from special ops member Jerry Reese. Uh, a Coda, recently renewed member. Thank you, Jerry. Yes. Uh, Coda or a long man uh, for the final pitching spot to start the season? Uh, I think Coda. Yeah, Coda's in there. Yep. Um, which hop is better, Amarillo or Citra? I don't have an answer to that question, Craig. Uh, as much as I want to say Amarillo, it's going to be Citra. Okay. I mean, tropical flavors all day long. I there mean, you go. Tropical flavors over orange. I mean, that's that's what it all breaks down to. I mean, it's it's a little bit bougie to say, but you know what? Sometimes you got to just be a little bougie. Ain't nothing wrong with it. So, uh, the next... Ooh, we've got I some Guzmans. I want to say the next, like, seven from Dan Guzman. I think that's correct, yes. Uh, what concerns you most about the Nats roster this year? I'll answer this one first. Sure. Depth, 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 depth. That. <laughs> uh, if uh, one injury uh, is terrifying. It, the, An injury to any position is terrifying. If you, ha- if you haven't read the Fangraphs article on that, you should go find it. Because it's the, the starting rotation, uh, the starting lineup for the Nationals is put up against the Cubs starting lineup. I mean, it's that good. One injury destroys all of it. Yeah. Totally agree. There's no other uh, answer. Question two. Can Dusty avoid the year after playoffs downswing that affected Davey and Matt Williams? If so, how or why? This is a great question. Um, yes. I, I think he can. Um, he, Davey Johnson was, I'm going to sit back and let the guys do the thing, and I'm not going to bother them, and I'm just going to sit here. Matt Williams was, I'm going to be so far in your butt that you're not going to be able to think straight, which worked. Both of those things work for a period of time. They do not work long term. Uh, I think that Dusty lost no buy-in from the players from 16 to 17. And you needn't look further than... Uh, Chris Heisey and Stephen Drew re-signing with the Nationals. Excellent point. Never even thought about that. That that is literally proof that that he that he retains that buy-in. Excellent. They point. bought in so much, they had their choice. Yeah, and they stayed. Excellent point. Excellent. So, excellent point. Yeah. Uh, number three. Do you see the Nationals reaching a ballpark naming rights deal in season or before the All Star game or uh, in eighteen or not at all? Uh, you want to take this one? Um, I see them reaching a deal next off season. 
Yeah. I think they have to. You have they it, they should reach a deal before they have the All-Star game. It would be stupid and financially irresponsible not to. Yeah. I mean that's that I think is the is you know the the deadlines that that Dan put out there are are great but uh, yeah, if you don't do it by by the All Star Game, you're incompetent. You're gonna have that that ballpark will be on ESPN, man. Like <laughs> you, you the name of that ballpark. Everyone will be, on ESPN. be everyone will be in DC for three four days, literally huddled around the park. Yeah, I mean in studios overlooking the park. Yeah, talking about the park about for the three four the days. insert here field at Nationals Park or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I I agree with that. So I think they have to come to a decision before that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, okay, uh, next question: uh, Will Good Zim be back this year, or as a tear forms in my eye, is the post Zim era nearly here? Uh, the post Zim era is just about here. Um, I do, wow! I, I I do believe that. Uh, Fire and brimstone from the Drugan. I I know that he had a good spring, but I I don't think he will be able to be durable again for his career. I just don't. I don't think it's wow. Wow. Sorry, guys. What about you? Zim's back, baby. Yeah, you think he's back? Zim's back, baby. What what does Zim back mean to you? What 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 does that look like? It look like for him? Hundred and forty games. Whoa. Hundred and forty games for Zim. 285, 20 bombs, <laughs> 35 doubles. Oh, God, Craig. Why are you doing this to the people? It's so mean. Yep. Zim's back, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's just terrible. But people will like it, so that's good. 35 uh, doubles, 20 bombs, 285. Wow. Zim's back, baby. All right, I can take over questions. I'm caught up. I can help, I can help you out here. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. You sure? Yeah, yeah I can do it. All right. Do, I'm enjoying you... it. Oh, well, then do it. Then do okay. it. I, I would rather not. I was just trying to help you out. Do it. I'm I'm great. Zim's back, baby. <laughs> Good. Go ahead. What Nats interleague matchup most intrigues you? I don't even know. What what division are they it's, in this uh, year? It's AL Central. Oh, the Indians. Indians. Okay. I mean, uh, no. I'm sorry. It's AL West. Oh. Uh. Well, I, you're gonna say Mariners. I well personally. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, it's Rangers and Angels. Okay. Uh, then I'll say Mariners. I'll go with Mariners. Nice. Uh, Rangers, because I think they're the best of the group, and I think that'll be a good challenge for the Nationals. Um, and Angels, because Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime you get the opportunity to face Mike Trout, it's good. Because Mike Trout. And Mike Trout. Mike don't Trout. forget, Danny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to see Danny Espinosa again. Danny Espinosa. It's a good point. Yep. Uh, what match are you looking forward to most at WrestleMania? And will Finn Balor make a return? Yeah, I got I just go ahead. <laughs> Answer: Not the Undertaker's match, and yes, he will. There you go. Okay. Uh, last question: um, Should Dan Guzman take the GW Bridge or the Tappanzee Bridge, uh, the Fort McHenry Tunnel or the Baltimore Harbor Tunnel? <laughs> oh God, this is so much pressure. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll go with the local and say uh, the Fort McHenry Tunnel. Oh, uh, you have to go with the Fort McHenry Tunnel because it's the best, almost the best named bridge. Or Just missing ever. a letter. Just missing a yeah. letter. It's so close. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, you answer the other one. Uh, it's got to be the Tappanzee Bridge because it's so fun to say. Yeah, Tappanzee is pretty good. It's so great to say. Um, 
thank you for the stream of questions, and I hope you enjoy this podcast on your drive. Uh, and I look forward to sampling the beers that you bring me. Safe travels, Dan. Uh, on your trip that you're bringing me all the beers. Um, Beard asks a question. Uh, who do you think will end up buying the naming rights to Nats Park? I think it's it, one of two things. It'll either be insurance or defense. Oh, nice. Those are my guesses. I, 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 don't, I, I think there's a decent chance it ends up being something Geico-related. Yeah. Um, or I, my first guess, honestly, was Audi, but now that's kind of taken. Right, right. And uh, oh yeah, well I guess the, it's uh, Lexus is out of the park now, so I guess that that would have made sense to bring a bring a uh, a car vendor in. Um, yeah, but um, I think it'll either be that or you know Lockheed Martin Park or something like that. God, that'd be awful. Yeah, it would be um, so bad. I think it should be like Lidos or something. Yeah, I mean that would that would same, same kind of planet, same kind of yeah. world. Um, ba, 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 looking, looking, looking. Max's finger, one hundred percent healed or not? I would say uh, he'll tell you it's one hundred percent healed. Yeah, I would say not, but you will never know the truth. <laughs> exactly, uh, and that was from Margaret Crowley. Thank you very much. Uh, from John Fang, beer recommendations for spring baseball, dog days of summer baseball, and fall baseball. Um, I think, uh, as always, the best beer recommendation is whatever you like to drink. Absolutely. Um, I think a nice Kolsch is good for a dog day of summer. Uh, I love a good Oktoberfest, uh, a Märzen lager, uh, in fall, uh, and spring. I love a good Maybach. They're hard to find, but if you can find a good one, Hofbrau makes a obviously splendid one, um, being from Germany and all. Uh, I, I like that very much for, uh, spring baseball. And, uh, an easy drinking beer that I've recently, uh, rediscovered that I enjoyed a a good Molson Canadian. Oh, yes, it's Molson. A, it, it's a really good, uh, tasty, domestic-ish beer. It's good. Hey, that's very nice, eh? <laughs> nice. All right. I'm looking through. Do we have any more? No, I'm not singing happy birthday. Although, uh, actually, no, I don't think we can because I do not want to pay the representatives of Mildred and Patty Hill. <laughs> there it is. Yes. We, we made it too far in to not have our sports night, ref. That's right. Uh... Uh, no, we're, we're asked to give no thoughts on Scherzer fanning Tim Tebow. I will, so, I will heed that, that request. <laughs> so I will oblige. Um, I believe that might be it. I think we good. I think we might be good. I'm trying to catch up. Oh, uh, Bayes wants to know why we don't talk about ice cream more. Uh, and the answer is because I'm lactose intolerant. Wow. But I love ice cream. <laughs> So, yeah, me too. I I, I kind of want some cookie dough ice cream right now. I can go for some. I want some of that ice cream jubilee. See, I was really I was, I do too. I, I was really hoping, Craig, that you were going to go for the. You're just food intolerant, which is also true. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, any other wrapping up thoughts before we you know wrap up, Craig? Uh, we picked up sixty two followers. Wow. Since I said something, so uh, thank you, Pied Piper. A hundred and one more needed, and we will uh, give away a shirt to one of our followers. Very cool. Sounds good to me. So, yeah, I am excited. Yeah, uh, I am too. I'm mostly excited for the fact that we are less than a week away from opening day. So the next time we talk to you will probably be in the throes of the 2017 baseball season. 
just next week. So we'll we'll try and get with you guys during the first week of the year, talk about opening day, talk about all that kind of cool stuff. And uh, then we'll, we will be on our way to uh, our second year of special ops people and, uh, and, and taking the podcast to the next level, Craig. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the uh, final off-season episode of Nats Talk on the Go for, for this off-season. And we'll talk to you guys next time. For listening to Nats Talk on the Go. For more information, check us out at NatsTalkOnTheGo.com. To become a supporting member of the podcast, click on the special ops link at the top of the page or head right to NatsTalkOnTheGo.com/slash special ops. You can contact the guys at NatsTalkOnTheGo on Twitter or send them an email at podcast at NatsTalkOnTheGo.com. If you like what you heard, take a minute to review the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Let's go Nats!